scarce law enforcement resources to go after real drug dealers who are ruining neighborhoods and poisoning school kids. These DEA agents are going after individuals who are dying of cancer, suffering from AIDS, who need cannabis to have any kind of um, uh, appetite. And again, I mean... The world's gone mad. It has. uh, It's ridiculous. Do you want your tax dollars going to this kind of thing? I mean, the federal government... Under the Bush administration, their priorities are so backwards that it's, you know, we know it's outrageous, but this is one of the most egregious things they have done. And I think we need to demand of the next president that the next president support medical marijuana in all the states. And I know Bill Richardson supports that. So does candidate Paul. And they got to be asking these people that in both the Republican and Democratic debates. We have to stop squandering law enforcement on mm-hmm. such things. And if the feds aren't going to legalize it, they should at least vow to leave states' rights alone. Leave state laws alone. Why are they going after these state laws? That's about it for us. So, uh, you know, cook up some medical Uh, marijuana brownies and listen to the food show coming up next and don't forget we are all related if Pandora's box is a box of chocolates would I know to stay away what's that Hand off his box, the box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. I'm Mike. This is a show about food. How you doing? Is that usually how you greet somebody? This is a show about food, how you doing? That's not how I usually greet people, but nevertheless, there it is. Uh, This is a show about food and culture, and I got here as fast as I can. I I walked right in the studio, and I have this bulletin for you. I want you to know about the latest in Homeland Security, because that's what we're about. That's um, that's Ed Meese calling. Is he dead? Well, I I guess his name's on... No, that's not him. Okay, but... uh, Okay, so the latest in Homeland Security now. This from the CBS... This is from CBS, you know. It's definitely true. The TSA is easing restrictions on lighters and breast milk. Now, as you you may have heard from our previous shows, our long discussions about the flammability of breast milk and its use as a weapon, or I might have just been dreaming that. But nonetheless, here we have the Transportation Security Administration easing restrictions on lighters and breast milk. Airline passengers will be allowed to bring most cigarette lighters on board again starting next month, August, freeing airport screeners to spend more time searching for explosives. And travelers without infants along will be allowed to carry more breast milk on planes to accommodate working mothers. Starting August 4th, air travelers will be allowed to carry on disposable butane lighters, such as Bix and refillable lighters like Zippos, the Transportation Security Administration announced Friday, And whenever the Transportation Security Administration talks about Zippos, I'm always happy. But torch-style lighters, which have hotter flames, will still be banned. Explosives remain the most significant threat to aviation, says TSA Administrator Kip Hawley. But now we know about 
the breast milk. Here we go. The rule has been a pain for working mothers who pumped breast milk while on a business trip without their child and wanted to carry more than three ounces home with them, said TSA spokeswoman Ellen Howe. They had to throw larger amounts in the trash, and that was not only wasteful but emotionally charged. Under current rules, the passenger carrying that amount of... Okay, let's go back here. Uh, The other rule applying to mothers or anyone wanting to bring more than three ounces of breast milk onto an airplane. Under current rules, the passenger carrying that amount of milk must be accompanied by an infant. But the new rules drop that requirement. The liquid will still have to be declared to screeners who might request additional inspection. I think we've always, we've all been accompanied by an adult. I don't know if I've ever been accompanied by an infant anything, making that more legitimate. But hey, infants rock. So there's more information here on Homeland Security. This from the Associated Press by Colin Fly. Isn't that appropriate? Gouda news, cheese lovers. (laughs) That wheel of artisan cheddar should make it through the airport security just fine. An unclassified alert distributed July 20th by the Transportation Security Administration to federal air marshals, its own transportation security officers, and the other law enforcement agencies listed several curious seizures, including blocks of cheese in Milwaukee. While the TSA said there was no credible threat from flaming cheese... Cheese is the big biz- cheese is big business in America's dairy land, where 90% of the state's milk production goes into cheese making, and 90% of cheese here in Wisconsin is exported. People have been talking cheese, taking cheese home from visits to Wisconsin as long as people have been flying," said Patrick Gyogian, spokesman for the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. The package recovered by the TSA on June 4th in Milwaukee had several items that resembled an improvised explosive device like a wire coil wrapped around a possible initiator, an electrical switch, batteries, three tubes, and two blocks of cheese. Mix well. Mix ingredients. uh, Do not cook them together. Make sure you get the white sauce on the side. Okay. Another incident in Baltimore also included processed cheese taped to another bag holding a cell phone charger. So... The dangers of blocks of cheese, breast milk, and lighters, ladies and gentlemen. Well, on that point, we have here a song that claims to be a double entendre song called Touch Me Tomato. So, allegedly, we're talking about a guy at a market who doesn't want his tomato, this this customer touching his tomatoes. And yes, there is a double entendre, perhaps, but maybe there's a triple entendre about getting government off our backs. I think we should stand tall and listen to this song and talk about getting the government off our backs. It goes like this. Please, mister, don't touch me, tomato Please, don't you touch me, tomato Touch me, yummy pumpkin potato For goodness sake, don't touch me, tomato Touch me this, you touch me that Touch me everything I've got Touch me plum and me apple too Here's one thing you just can't do All you do is feel em, feel em Ain't you tired of the feel em, feel em All you do is squeeze em, squeeze em Man, ain't you tired of the squeeze em, squeeze em Please, mister, don't touch me, tomato Please don't you touch me, tomato Touch me, yummy pumpkin potato For goodness sake, don't touch me, tomato Take advice from me The more you look, the less you see 
If you just must have your way, double the price you've got to pay. All you do is feel them, feel them. Ain't you tired of the feel them, feel them? All you do is squeeze them, squeeze them. Man, ain't you tired of the squeeze them, squeeze them? Please, miss, but don't touch me, tomato. Please don't you touch me, tomato. Touch me, yummy pumpkin potato. For goodness sake, don't touch me, tomato. Like a coconut, nuts are nuts, but nothing but before the temperature can hot. Man, make up your mind just what is what. All you do is feel them, feel them. Ain't you tired of the feel them, feel them? All you do is squeeze them, squeeze them. Man, ain't you tired of the squeeze them, squeeze them? Please, mister, don't touch me, tomato. Please, don't you touch me, tomato. Touch me, I'm a pumpkin potato. For goodness sake, don't touch me, tomato. Yeah, that's Touch Me Tomato, and that is by a fellow by the name of George Simonette. Please, George, don't touch our tomatoes. That is my plaintive plea to the president in this particularly pretentious attempt at talking profoundly. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and it's 640, I think. Uh, It looks like the theme today has just come in. We've just found out what the theme today is. It's just come in up by Courier. Today's theme is food and danger. We've talked about the danger of lighting breast milk on fire and throwing it at people in airplanes. Now, look out for that easy-bake oven. They don't make them like they used to. This is from the Associated Press. If your child plays with a new front-loading easy-bake oven... Front-loading. Wow, see, that's dangerous already. There's a recall that could affect you. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has announced the voluntary recall of about one million Easy Bake ovens. The recalled item is made of purple and pink plastic. It resembles a kitchen range with four burners on top and a front-loading oven. Ovens that were sold before May of 2006 aren't included in the recall. Consumer Product Safety Commission spokeswoman Julie Valise says there have been some 250 reports of children getting their fingers caught in the oven with 77 reports of burns. 16 of these burns were third degree. Valise says there was one report of a partial finger amputation because of a serious burn. Consumers can call Easy Bake for instructions on how to return the toy oven for a voucher toward the purchase of another Hasbro product. So maybe maybe it's the old Easy Bake ovens. Maybe they were built safe. This one was not particularly built safe. That's safe. That's a very, very scary thing. But I'm here to warn you about these things. That's why you tune into WCBN, to have people warn you about things like this and to babble incoherently until they stop. Now, speaking of food and danger, this is another report from the Associated Press about how not to be eaten by polar bears and what not to do to have polar bears eat you. Uh, One, don't come near them, but that's not the advice I want to give you now. This from the Associated Press, a British swimmer who braved the waters of the North Pole to highlight climate change says he wouldn't wish the experience on his worst enemy. Lewis Gordon Pugh swam a kilometer at the North Pole last week, finishing in 18 minutes and 50 seconds. The water was 29 degrees. 
I presume that is Fahrenheit. 29 degrees uh, Celsius would be kind of nice. Pugh says he could barely breathe and that his fingers and toes felt like they were burning. Pugh was able to raise his body temperature by a couple of degrees before diving in, a feat he achieves by listening to aggressive music, anything from Beethoven to rap. He says he skipped the grease typically worn by endurance swimmers because he didn't want to attract polar bears. The swim was meant to highlight the melting of the Arctic ice. Pugh says there shouldn't be big open spaces of water at the North pole but now there are enough that it's possible to swim there speaking of danger to the earth and to polar to yourself from polar bears that's important do not cover your body in grease if you're going to swim the north pole now that you can do that but you wouldn't want to and if you're going to fly up there don't throw flaming breast milk at anybody now here's another piece of music that might be of interest this is by the wonderful named lord composer i should tell you george simonette we heard earlier the song touch me tomato that is from a collection called Calypso, featuring vintage songs from the Caribbean, and it is on the Putumayo label. Here's another song from that collection. This is George Simonette. No, we just said that. This is Lord Composer, and it's called Linstead Market. And it notes here that this is in the traditional Jamaican patois, so it's not the same English language that I grew up with, but it is in fact the English language in the Jamaican patois. This fellow is going to he's a is a frustrated produce seller who brings his aki a jamaican fruit to market and finds no takers he's worried that his mother is going to beat him when she finds out how poorly he has fared despite the sad theme the song is upbeat and jovial in the face of struggle but once again food and danger keep this in mind just listen Go a Linstead Market, not a quarty would sell. Oh, Jeremy Yaki go a Linstead Market, not a quarty would sell. I say, Lord, not a light, not a bite. What a sort you night. Lord, what a light, not a bite. What a sort you night. Oh, everybody come feel up, feel up, not a quarty would sell. Everybody come feel up, feel up, not a quarty would sell. I say, Lord, not a light, not a bite. What a Saturday night. Oh, Lord, what a light, not a bite. What a Saturday night. Say, do me, mommy, no beat me, kill me, sick, and merry go round. Do me, mommy, no beat me, kill me, sick, and merry go round. Say, Lord, what a light, not a bite. What a Saturday night. Oh, Lord, what a light, not a bite. What a Saturday night. I say, soldier, sailor, come feel up, feel up, not a quarty what sell. Soldier, sailor, come feel up, feel up, not a quarty what sell. Lord, what a light, not a bite. What a Saturday night. Lord, what a light, not a bite, what a Saturday night. Time to tight, we go tie up somebody. Time to tight, we go tie up somebody. Time to tight, we go tie up somebody. Time to 
That is a song called Linstead Market. It's by Lord Composer, and it is about a fellow try- porch fellow trying to sell some ackee. And in the Wikipedia Encyclopedia, I found a little bit on ackee here. It is a member of the Soapberry family. It is native to tropical West Africa, and it looks like it does appear in the Caribbean as well. It's related to the, li- the lychee, the lychee, and the longan. And, and the plant is an evergreen tree that grows about 10 meters tall with a short trunk and a dense crown. And so you get, oh wait, the flowers are unisexual and fragrant. They have five petals, are greenish white, and bloom during warm months. And the scientific name is Blaya Sapida, honoring Captain William Bly of the HMAV Bounty, who is said to have introduced the fruit from West Africa to the Caribbean islands, and specifically to Jamaica in 1793. Contrary to popular belief, it, it is it is was in fact, okay, I'm going to read this as it says, contrary to popular belief, it is was in fact Dr. Thomas Clark who first imported the fruit to Jamaica in 1778. Since then, it has become a major feature of various Caribbean cuisines and is also cultivated in tropical and subtropical areas elsewhere around the world. That's Aki, A-C-K-E-E. And I realize there's a song by the English beat called 123 Aki, so I need to find that. But it's not on me right now. Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food. That's what this is. My name is Mike, and I've been hoping to uh, instruct you about the dangers of food. Flaming breast milk, uh, blocks of cheese attached to time bombs and things like that. But let's go on now. The danger of chicken costumes is something that I've often talked about on this show, and, and I have a few news items to do with that. A judge in a northeast Ohio town is ordering three men convicted of soliciting sex to wear a bright yellow chicken costume. Now, that's a sentence I had problem with grammatically, and I am trying to was trying to figure out whether they were soliciting sex so that they could wear a bright yellow chicken costume or what it meant. But it turns out they are being forced to wear a bright yellow chicken costume for their crime. This is in Painesville, Ohio, and oh, the pain. Painesville Municipal Judge Michael Ciccinetti is known for dispensing unusual sentences. He also told the men to carry a sign that reads, No Chicken Ranch in Painesville. So they have to wear a bright yellow chicken costume and do this. The sign and costume refer to the world-famous chicken ranch, a brothel in Nevada, where sex for money is legal. Painesville borrowed the costume from a woman who wears it to cheer patients up at a local hospice. The men pleaded guilty yesterday to misdemeanor charges of soliciting sex from an undercover Painesville police officer. So, the dangers of being forced to wear a chicken costume in Painesville, Ohio. Also, speaking of chicken, this this whole chicken costume controversy, the whole issue of chicken costumes has spread to the venerable Tour de France, and that is something to take very, 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 very seriously. This here, Tour de France leader Rasmussen has withdrawn from the race. No, he was withdrawn from the race by his team. The Danish cyclist was in a position to ride away with the title, but he's been barred from competing for missing out-of-competition drug test. And this is from this is from the Times, the London Times, I believe. Yes, the L.A. Times, L.A., London, North Pole. Even in a sport plagued by doping scandals for more than a year, nothing has topped what happened yesterday. Tour de France leader Michael Rasmussen was booted by his team from cycling's greatest pageant. Just four days before the scrawny Dane nicknamed Chicken was expected to cross the finish line wearing the famed yellow jersey. A scrawny man named Chicken wearing a yellow jersey, riding a bicycle through France, 
That's just dangerous. Though Rasmussen's credentials as a creditable champion have been devalued since his efforts in avoiding out-of-contest drug testing were revealed last week, he had seemingly taken an insurmountable lead by winning the final mountain stage. But five hours after Rasmussen put on the coveted jersey, his Dutch-based Rabobank team was announcing that Rasmussen has been fired. The man in a chicken costume riding the Tour de France. Okay, not really a chicken costume, but it is a costume, and they call him chicken. And that's good enough for me. Speaking of dog costumes, this is in the news today. Supporters of Michael Vick, animal rights activists, and hordes of media gathered today outside the federal courthouse in Richmond, Virginia, where the Atlanta Falcons quarterback is scheduled to be arraigned today. Members of People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals were there dressed in dog costumes. In addition, three people wearing Vic jerseys made the nine-hour trip from Boston, saying it was time for someone to support the football star. Vic is accused with three others of conspiracy involving competitive dog fighting, procuring and training pit bulls for fighting, and conducting the enterprise across state lines. Federal prosecutors allege the operation was operated on Vic's property in rural Surrey County. We have now the danger of dog costumes, chicken costumes, flaming breast milk, and all of the above. Please drive carefully, and this should be a a bit more relaxing than the rest of the show so far.
Uh, that is beautiful. And um, I think I'm sane again. <laughs> that was the wonderfully, I have some wonderful names today. We we had Lord Composer earlier, and this is Captain Luke and Cool John. And it's from an album called Outsider Lounge Music. They're musicians out of, out of North Carolina. And on the sleeve, they have various things that one of the fellows, I believe it is Captain Luke, has made of his own hand. There's a lamp made from a natural light beer can combined with uh, pop tops along the bottom of it and a shredded can of the top for the lamp itself. And there are other things that he makes most, mostly out of beer cans. And oh, here's a tab one. This is a little go-kart with, made out of a tab can with a little uh, monkey inside of it, a little uh, cloth monkey. This is all in this collection, Captain Luke and Cool John, Outsider Lounge Music. And if you're outside lounging, then this is the perfect music for you. The song Waiter is quite a beautiful one, and I was eager to look who wrote that. And it says here it's written by a fellow named Copyright Control. Okay, so I hope that that helps you in some way. Repeating today's top story, however, as we head towards Face the Music with Our Wolf, the TSA is easing restrictions on lighters and breast milk. Travelers without infants will be allowed to carry more breast milk on planes to accommodate working mothers. That's starting August 4th. So again, you must be accompanied. You didn't you don't have to be accompanied by an infant to fly anymore. Not sure how that works exactly, but that is the truth. That's the, the way it goes. I want to mention one thing. I've mentioned several things, but Dreamland Theater is continuing its production of *The Hunting of the Snark*. It's it's Lewis Carroll's *Hunting of the Snark*, the poem. Now they've adapted it to be a musical of sorts with puppets and stuff. A baker, a banker, a butcher, a beaver, and other unlikely characters set sail for distant lands in search of the elusive snark and learn a little about the unpredictability of life in the process. Featuring marionettes by Naya Venturi and music by Misha Gray. And it's going to be this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. at the Dreamland Theater, which is on Washington Street in Ypsilanti, just off Michigan Avenue. And finally, it's blueberry time. It's high season for blueberries in Michigan, says somebody from the Free Press. I know. I I just saw it. It was on the web. I took it. And Michigan.gov says Michigan is the nation's leader in blueberry production. There have been no reports of blueberries exploding or being set on fire, thrown at people, or causing scenes in airports that I know of. There are no, there's no word on whether the blueberries themselves have the density of blocks of cheese, which have the density of plastic explosives, which are sometimes brought on airplanes by very dense people. But nonetheless, nonetheless. Pandora's Lunchbox has been a show about food for about a half an hour. I've been Mike, and I'm sputtering to a halt here. Our Wolf will help you to face the music in just a few minutes, but I'd like to play another song from this Calypso collection I was playing earlier. Calypso is the name of the album. It's on the Putumayo label. We've already heard Don't Touch Me Tomato. We've heard Linstead Market, and there are some wonderful song titles such as Crazy Like Mad. If you've ever been crazy, that's one thing, but Crazy Like Mad, that's seriously mad. We've got a song called Federe. That's just too wonderful. I have to check that out. It's always springtime in Nassau, and it's always springtime on Pandora's Lunchbox. This is true. It's been a show about mood. I've been a, it's been a mode about shoot, and I've been Mike, and I'd better stop talking now. This, the following tune, is Blind Blake and his Royal Victorians. Blind Blake, no relation to the blues singer. Blind Blake from the Bahamas, and this is Peas and Rice. 
Please enjoy your meal for today. And if you need more, just let me know. We'll, we'll give you seconds. It's WCBN FM Ann Arbor. One day cruising down to Nassau by the sea. And they all got drunk of gin and back a day. They will dance and sing all night Tell the island hymns in sight You could hear those natives singing merrily Mammy don't want no peas, no rice, no coconut oil Coconut oil Mammy don't want no peas, no rice, no coconut oil Coconut oil Mammy don't want no peas, no rice Mammy don't want no coconut oil Just a bottle of brandy handy all the time They came to Nassau for a rest So they came to Nassau for a rest So they came to Nassau Just to get a rest All they get was whiskey and champagne all the time Last night and the night before Last night and the night before Last night and the night before My mama got drunk, but she wouldn't get drunk As you've probably noticed, this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 88.3 is the frequency. I think they're counting megahertz. What we're doing is welcoming you to Face the Music and thanking Mike Perini for another thrilling half hour of incredible frenetic cerebral activity. Cerebral? Cerebral? I should have known. I, I thought I could get on, on mic and uh, talk here, but Mike was already on mic, and neither of us are making any sense at all, so we might as well play some music. It was, uh, oh, let's see, it was in the middle 1960s, and Van Morrison suddenly found himself insanely popular in North America and started to go crazy, really didn't like being signed to the label he was signed to, and he wanted to get out of a contractual obligation. So what he did was he, um, there was a certain number of songs that he was required to record. So he, uh, he recorded them and the average length is around a minute. Some of them are well under a minute. So let's hear a string of songs from Van Morrison. And each and every one of these qualifies as your national anthem, especially the first two, which are called uh, Blow in Your Nose and Nose in Your Blow. Here's Van Morrison on Face the Music. Operator, give me long distance. That's a precedent, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Hello? Hello, um. 
Look, God, we're, we're putting an album together and we're releasing it next week. 